0: Welcome to Shi'ar Jashub, brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing with the in-depth, through-the-Bible series entitled, Heavenly Authority. So let's join my husband, Pastor Greg, as he begins the Sunday Sermon.
1: We left off last time in 1st Samuel chapter 16 and verse 13 it said Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him David in the midst of his brothers and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward so Samuel arose and he went to Ramah And the Spirit of God comes upon the anointed, the new anointed king, the young man David. And Samuel goes back to his home. And God has declared it. He's had David anointed. And now he will work through circumstances to bring about David becoming the king of Israel. Though Saul for a time remains the actual king, the one the people recognize as king. And we read about what's going on in Saul's life in verse 14. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. So here you have in verse 13, the Spirit of the Lord coming upon David. Then verse 14, but the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. What a contrast. And a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. So the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, God himself, the Holy Spirit, leaves Saul. And the Spirit from the Lord, a distressing spirit, troubles Saul. Now that word there, distressing, and you see it throughout uh, the section from verse 14 to verse 23, the New King James translates distressing, the NIV, the King James, translates evil, and the literal meaning for that word is evil, evil, bad, wicked. An evil spirit from the Lord is troubling Saul, comes and troubles him. And you can see sometimes maybe where the translators want to make it distressing because the question might come up in the mind, well, why would God send an evil spirit? But the word there clearly is a word that's used over and over for evil, bad, wicked An evil spirit from the Lord troubles him. And it says in verse uh, 15: And Saul's servant said to him, Surely a distressing and evil spirit from God is troubling you. They see what's happening and will notice from the conduct of Saul that it's a spirit of madness, it's a spirit of mental disturbance, it's a spirit of insanity that comes upon this king who's actually. Been quite stable at many points and as a young man seems very stable and this man this seizes him and the servants see it and they say surely a distressing spirit from God is troubling you and verse 16 they say let our master now command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is a skillful player on the harp and it shall be that he will play it with his hand when the distressing or evil spirit from God is upon you, and you shall be well. So there's a knowledge by the servants of the usefulness, the benefits, the healing power of song, of music, godly music. So Saul said to his servants, provide me now a man who can play well and bring him to me. Then one of the servants answered and said, Look, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing, a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person, and the Lord is with him. So this servant sees David's potential, even though David is a young man, he sees that the Lord is with him, he sees that he's courageous, that he's prudent in speech, that he's a man of war or a warrior with skills. He's skillful with weapons. He's a handsome person and most importantly he's a good musician. He's skillful and plain. Therefore Saul sent messages to Jesse and said, Send me your son David who is with the sheep. And Jesse took a donkey and he loaded it with bread, a skin of wine, and a young goat and sent them by his son David. To Saul. So David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. Then Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Please let David stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. And so it was, whenever the Spirit from God was upon Saul, that David would take a harp and play it with his hand, and then Saul would become refreshed and well, and the distressing or evil spirit would depart from him so having heard about this young man who's skillful and handsome and courageous and prudent in speech saul sends the messages he says send me your son david who was with the sheep and again we said last time that david goes from the anointing by samuel he goes right back to tending his father's sheep and it shows us something about the personality of david he wasn't so taken with himself that he wouldn't go back out in the fields, even though here the great prophet Samuel has anointed him as king. He goes right back to his work as a shepherd. And we mentioned how his knowledge of tending the sheep really prepares him in a very special way because he feels for those sheep, he cares for those sheep, to be able to assume the kingship. And Saul sends the messengers, and Jesse responds the right way he takes, and on the donkey, he loads it with the bread, a skin of wine, a young goat, and he sends them by uh, his son, David, to Saul. He sends offerings, and he sends his son, and Saul takes David into service. And we see here how the Lord will use this distressing spirit upon Saul to bring David into the court. And it'll be a time of training for David to learn the proper behavior of the court and the procedures of governmental affairs. All because Saul is under this demonic influence so God uses the situation to bring David into the position he wants him to be in so David came to Saul says in verse 21 and stood before him and he loved him greatly and he became his armor-bearer Saul's initial reaction is one of favor toward David and David becomes the one that would bear his armor on the field the one that sings the songs when Saul becomes disturbed And Saul asks David's father to let David stand with him because, quote, he has found favor in my sight. And so whenever the spirit from God, verse 23, again we read it's from God, comes upon Saul, David takes up the harp, and he plays it with his hand, and Saul would become refreshed, become well, and the evil spirit has to flee. The, um... This fact that God allows this evil spirit to torment Saul, as I said before, can raise questions. And we see a little more of an insight into what's going on here in another example later on in 1 Kings. Uh, in 1 Kings chapter 22, we have King Ahab, the notorious king of Israel, the one whose wife is Jezebel. And Ahab, under Jezebel's influence, gives Baal, the demon god of the Canaanites, an equal place with Yahweh God. He builds a temple to Baal. And the Syrian king is a threat to him. Uh, It says in verse 1, Now three years pass without war between Syria and Israel. So there's a three-year period of time they're not at war. But Ahab wants to go to war. And there's a prophet named... Micaiah, the prophet Micaiah, who will predict that Ahab will die in the battle against the Syrians at Ramoth Gilead. In chapter 22, Ahab, the king of northern Israel, is trying to convince Jehoshaphat, the king of southern Judah, to join him to go to war against the Syrians. Uh, And it says, In verse 5, also Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, Please inquire for the word of the Lord today. He wants to know if it's right to go into battle against the Assyrians. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about 400 men, and said to them, Shall I go against Ramoth-Gilead to fight, or shall I refrain? So they said, all 400, all 400 of these prophets, and it seems like they're in the employment of Ahab. So they said, go up, for the Lord will deliver it into the hand of the king. The prophecy they give, all 400, is that God is going to give victory to Ahab and Jehoshaphat. Go to Ramoth Gilead. And Jehoshaphat said, and you see the sermon on Jehoshaphat's part, the king of southern Judah, is there not still a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of him? So all the 400, the show of the 400, their unanimous approval For the mission does not convince Jehoshaphat so the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat there is still one man Micaiah the son of Imlah by whom we may inquire of the Lord but I hate him because he does not prophesy good concerning me but evil I don't like him because he's not telling me what I want to hear all he says is bad things about me I like these 400 they're a lot better this guy is always giving me trouble and Jehoshaphat said, let not the king say such things, because obviously if someone's a true prophet, the prophecy's coming from God, so you don't evaluate the prophecy, whether you like it or not, it's whether it's true, whether it's from the Lord or not. And the king of Israel called the officer and said, bring Micaiah, the son of Imlah, quickly. Uh, the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, having put on their robes, sat each on his throne at a threshing floor at the entrance of the gate of Samaria, And all the prophets prophesied before them. So a lot of prophesying going on here. Then uh, Zedekiah, the son of Canaanah, made horns of iron for himself and said, Thus says the Lord, With these you shall gore the Syrians until they are destroyed. So he gets even like an animated prophecy. Sometimes the prophets would get symbols to use to emphasize the point, the true prophets. Well, he has this symbol here of the horns, To tell them you're really gonna be able to do damage to those Syrians and all the prophets prophesied so saying go up to Ramath Gilead and prosper the Lord will deliver it into the king's hand then the messenger who had gone to call Micaiah spoke to him saying now listen the words of the prophets with one accord encouraged the king please let your word be like the word of one of them and speak encouragement isn't that interesting this messenger who had gone to call Micaiah takes Micaiah and says, Look, we're all saying it's good, so don't contradict us, go along with us. Doesn't sound like they're really interested in what God has to say. And Micaiah said, As the Lord lives, whatever the Lord says to me, that I will speak. You have been listening to the teaching
0: ministry of Greg Scalzo, pastor of sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. We know it is terribly difficult to find the time to write in today's fast-paced world, but if you could find the time to drop us a postcard, your words of encouragement would be a real blessing. Our address is Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518 Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Shiar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. May the Lord's presence overflow in your life as you serve him.